Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call. Clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello, friends. We're back again. It's Fightful.com. It is September 14th, 2023. It's time for your Impact 1000 Part 1 review. <laughs> I'm Andrew yeah. And of course, I've got the number one collider here, Cresta the Star is here as always a very fun episode of impact impact 1000 i say part one because for those who don't know next week is impact 1000 part two which i guess that makes it impact 1001 no the impact 1000 part two electric boogaloo <laughs> it's impact 1000 part b <laughs> part d electric boogaloo <laughs> You got to keep up with the French Canadian theme. <laughs> uh, tell me about it. PC- Listen, if you can't come on to PCO, then who can you come on to today? Okay. David, ah! <laughs> Vidal, God bless. Just trying, just trying anything. Listen, if I was in a scary movie and I was going to die anyway, let me try to seduce you. Say not Satan, Jason, you really going to stab me, Jason? <laughs> I respect it. <laughs> he tried that and so much more on tonight's review because uh, we were talking about it just before uh, we we went live, quote unquote, for the audio friends. This particular episode of Impact, uh, part one of the 1000 episode is a really good nostalgia play. And then next week, they're going to do a lot with the, uh, the storylines that are in current day Impact. I really like what they did tonight. I really enjoyed the overall show, it was paced well. It was fun. When I was reading the uh, the, the results and getting some notes uh, sent to me from the actual tapings, I kind of said to myself, how the hell are they going to fit this into a two-hour program? And then Impact announced that they're going to do two parts. And I was like, oh, okay, that's how they're going to do it. They're going to split it up as they should. And uh-huh. they went long tonight. We had an overrun tonight, which is great. You get that once in a while. It makes the show feel more special. Overall, Crystal, what do you think of this show? This show was so much fun. I've had the pleasure of covering Impact because of Fightful. Thank you so much, Sean Rossap. You signed my checks. Thank you. Um, but this is this show was superb. This is five out of five. And this is not even a pay-per-view show. It was so good. It had all the hits. If you are someone new, you may not get everyone because <laughs> the first match was a feast or fire match. I, I remember DMing Joel like, yo, what is going on? I'm confused. What is happening? But once I knew what the rules were, oh, this is fantastic. The whole show was fantastic. I can't wait for next week. If like like you said, if this week was the nostalgia pop, next week I want to see an ultimate X match. I somebody's gotta die. <laughs> it wouldn't be impact if somebody didn't die. There's plenty to talk about. And of course, the first thing you gotta do here is leave a thumbs up on the video if you're coming to us here at youtube.com slash fightful. And if you haven't yet, hit that subscribe button. It's free. What's wrong with y'all? Just go hit the button. It's good. We got stuff every day, interviews and content and talky talk and reviews, just like the one you're watching now. So go ahead, hit that subscribe button now. And of course, there are some other ways you can support us. You can go to FightfulSelect.com, get all the exclusive news that we're going to talk about real soon. And you can also donate a super chat 
and get your question statement around the air. There are plenty tonight and keep sending them in. I'll tell you, I'll read them soon. And we appreciate the support right off the bat. And another option you've got is going to humperchats.com. You can drop us a little something, something there. Cressa, go ahead. Tell them how. You take your fingers, you type humperchats.com, you put your question or comment. It could say anything, but from like, oh my God, did you see Joe Doring tonight? Joel, what did you think? Put that on humperchats.com. You put your donation amount. We get to keep a little bit more of the proceeds. We're happy. Sean's happy. Everybody's happy. Humperchats.com. Do it now. Now, right now. Get to the chopper. Get to the get to the humper chats. Get to the humper now. Get to the humpers. Oh, that's just sounds. <laughs> That sounds bad. Anyway, I mean, if you think about it too much. <laughs> let's hit a couple of super chats right off the bat. Uh, AO Productions starting us off saying, I was there in li- live in White Plains. Super fun, lit crowd. Good, man. I saw some of your videos that you were posting on uh, on, on socials, and it looks like you had a blast. I'm so I'm jealous, man. I, I wish I could have been there. But, Same. Uh, looks like it was a good time. I'm glad you had fun, uh, and I hope that uh, you get to go to more Impact shows and they come around that area. Dobby the Brain Heenan hits this one saying, the show was paced great, matches were fun, crowd looked good, and sounded hot all night, no technical issues, and the camera's white balance was good. Yes, it's almost as if they heard us and they decided, hey, we can make this good. They did a great job. I really do want to put over that team that's... that production team really went above and beyond, and they were very proud of what they do, as they should be, because they, listen, we make jokes all the time about 99-100. Tonight, they definitely hit it out oh, of the yeah. 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 Tonight was full throttle 100. Absolutely. So we're going to get through these all through tonight. I'm seeing more Super Chats pile up. I, I appreciate y'all. We're going to keep talking about it as we get through the night. Let's start out with BTI and our best pal, George Iceman. There isn't much to say. He really just says, who's Team 3D going to take on? And he was setting up impact 1000 mm-hmm. no notes good job george we appreciate you kylan king versus jody threat while the redhead wins redhead violence redhead violence <laughs> it's, always, it's always a shame when you see redhead violence on tv these days either way it's a good match they work stiff i love these two working together and you know what you put them in a tag team for the last little bit because you've got uh an injured tag partner for kylan king and in, in uh Taylor Wilde, I almost forgot her name. Uh, Jody Thread has a great scent on from the apron. She just doesn't care about her body. She's like female PCO in that way, which I appreciate. <laughs> it's that German suplex. This is a little interesting. So she goes and, and basically, Kylan King's foot is on the rope and she grabs it while it's on the rope, takes it off, and the ref doesn't see it. He counts three. Jody Thread wins. It's a weird finish. And Gia Miller's like, I'm going to talk to her about that later. And I'm like, oh, they're going to do the crossover BTI impact thing. And then they didn't. I'm assuming that's going to happen next week, but regardless, it was kind of a moment where I was like, what happened? But either way, good match. What do you think? Um, I am thoroughly impressed. I love Jody Threat. Let me first off say that right now. But Kylan King, these last couple of matches, has been fantastic. And the chemistry, Kylan King's chemistry with the knockouts division. A stiff match, like you said. The right call was made, but Jody Threat, you know, doing a little heelish stuff. I will say I don't hate it only because I want to bring up what Jonathan Gresham said. Y'all don't really enforce the rules here at impact. So, you know, if, they, if we're not enforcing the rules, a little cheat, a little cheat. Hey, he came back tonight. Good for him. That's, they, was he in the battle Royale? I thought I was bugging, but I thought I saw him. Oh, he was, he was in the feast or fired match, which we're going to talk about in a minute, but uh, yeah, they, they showed him the, they pointed out the fact that he's been out with injury and that he's back. So, Good to see him back. I hope that this means that we're going to start seeing more Jonathan Gresham. And, of course, Jordan Grace is back. So it would stand to reason that for at least the next little while, the two will appear to on camera, not necessarily together, but at least on the program. Yes, God. I agree with that. To have Because, listen, there's only one person now who's back and doesn't have their power couple. And we're going to talk about that person in the next segment. I'm not spoiling it because you're here. You're watching it. You watched Impact. Before we get to that opening segment, let's talk about that intro. I loved it. They open with a, a kind of a stars through the years of impact. They show you just about every name you can think of. Uh, I, I won't name them all, but you got Sting and Jarrett and Angle and Samoa Joe and Team 3D and Gail Kim and Dixie Carter and Tara and all that. Uh, and then they do the old original impact intro from when they were on uh, uh, on Fox Sports with all the updated new stars. Oh, and I was loved it. It was so good. I liked that intro. I mean, I like their intro now, but that intro I was like, come on. It reminded me like old school WWE or whatever. I liked it. I want them to bring it back. 
I would love for them to use it more as well. They've done a, some throwback stuff before like this, uh, and this is one of those. When they were doing this, the 20th anniversary of TNA, of, of Impact, yes. they were doing a lot of throwback intros to mm. uh, Impact. So this was the first time that they dusted that off again, and they did a really great job with the uh, the retro intro. Really wanted to, to spotlight that because that team, again, good work on the post-production team. We opened up at Scott Demore, and of course, Scott Demore was the first one on for the first episode of Impact, so he's going to be the first one on tonight. A little different uh, for Scott Demore this time because he owns the damn company, and he says for the next two weeks, uh, it'll be all about what makes Impact great, and you can't talk about what makes Impact great without the most influential division, and that's the Knockouts division. And then he introduces the most influential knockout of all time, Gail Kim. This is going to be, this is going to take a while. So let's just, just grab a cup of coffee. Just sit down. Let's go through this promo. Gail Kim comes out. She thanks the fans for making impact a difference maker in women's wrestling in the knockouts division. They show a video. Then the beautiful people come out. Angelina Love and Velvet Sky. They criticize the video. They say that it's full of ugly people, including <laughs> Gail Kim. And Gail Kim's like, hey, welcome back. Uh, it's good to see that you're doing what you do best, being rude and obnoxious. They just keep going back and, forth, back and forth. Gail's like, hey, I'll fight you and then now comes the shantaraj jay vidal is so excited you can see it on his face he's just so excited for this moment giselle apologizes to the beautiful people for gail being so rude said there would be no beautiful people or without the beautiful people there would be no quintessential diva giselle says i'm honored to have taken and improved upon your spot which i love velvet asks who's so great from this generation and immediately out comes jordan grace she's like ah bitch (laughs) So there are two constants from this generation, from the generations. So from from their generation, it's ODB, it's Tara, it's it's Tracy Brooks, it's Gail Kim, and then unfortunately, the other constant is that the 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 rest of them are annoying, vapid bitches. And then now comes Diana Perazzo. <laughs> I gotta tell you, that was great. Vapid is one of my favorite yeah. insulting words. <laughs> they do some good sniping because Jordan's like, oh, you must be out here to represent the annoying bitches. <laughs> That was great. That was great. <laughs> then Deanna's like, I'm out to represent my own generation, the generation of Virtuosa. And so when I beat a, when I beat Jordan Grace for the Knockouts World Championship, and of course you mentioned the Knockouts World title, so out comes Trinity, the current Knockouts champion. She basically says, this is my moment. I'm the champion. Thanks to everyone who came before me, but I'm the one with the gold around my race, waist. Deanna says, find me when you've had three. And then Gail Kim turns, find me when you had seven. And the good burn. You could see that the audience was like, oh, shit. It was good stuff. I like little little silly shit like that. My God. And then out comes Awesome Kong with Raisha Saeed, which people were so excited. What was this person's name? Because I just wrote with woman who's, I put snatched. But... Raisha Saeed. She used to be Kong's handler back okay. when Kong started. Um, I God love Awesome Kong. You know, the, the woman behind that character has done so much and has been through so much. Um. She looks there. She looks present. Oh, she was so unserious. Yeah. That match. But that, then, that segment, but in a good way. I was dying. She couldn't keep a straight face, and I respect it. <laughs> and that's the thing. It's like I have to respect it because she is such a legend, and she's so good. But, like, you also know the actual woman who who is Awesome Kong. And, like, she just – she ain't that person. She's actually, like, the sweetest, nicest <laughs> – like, just – if you know, you know, and it's just in that moment, you're like, she just, she just there. Like I, I, her facial expression for most of that segment, when she came out was just said at several times, like, yo, awesome Kong, you gotta be menacing. Come on. <laughs> she, just wanted, she just wanted to smile and be excited for the moment. I loved it. It was a nice charm. I know exactly what she was a very nice charm. Yeah. So Risha Saich, just like if there's any disgusting swine who are discovered that they'll be crushed by awesome Kong. And then out comes Tasha Steeles and Crest Star. What did we say last week? We said Tasha Steeles needs to be back for this. Thank the good Lord. Nothing means a thing without Generation Flava, she says. She's the fifth member of team with Angelina Love, uh, Giselle Shaw, Savannah Evans, and Diana Perrazzo. And she says they all want to be the best, but none of them could be the greatest that beat the greatest. And she's foreshadowing the next woman who comes out. That's Mickey James. But next week, Tasha Steele's first says she wants to be the greatest that beats the biggest. And she approaches Awesome Kong. Loved it. Tasha Steele's comes back and immediately makes, no pun intended, an impact. I was really happy to see that. Oh, yeah. I love Tasha Steele's. Clearly, I swagger jacked her whole outfit. We had the same hat, sis. However, awesome Kong girl, awesome Kong girl, awesome Kong 
strong girl. You go after the biggest one in the yard. That's just the way it goes. I respect it. That that fits completely with Tasha Steele's character. I'm gonna be the greatest to beat the. But awesome, Kong girl. Good luck. I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna be sports at the table. Watch, but awesome, Kong girl. Well, if that doesn't get you watching, Mickey James comes back and she says, nobody needs to be convincing anybody because I am the greatest. And then she says, I'm going to be the fifth member of what she's calling Team Over. And I'm like, team laziest name ever. Trinity, Kim, Kong, Mickey, and Jordan Grace, former former champions in their own rights. And she says this will be the greatest fight in knockouts history next week. A, a little hyperbolic, but honestly, she's not too far off. This is going to be a fun 10 knockouts tag. Looking forward to it. Uh, it's going to be good. Let's let's get a couple of super chats in. Dobby the Brain Heenan saying, having the knockouts of the first 30 plus minutes of tonight's show and the main event next week is the perfect way to give them the spotlight like Impact always has. Absolutely. Fully agree. And you know what? I've said this with other shows. I say this all the time. If you're looking for probably one of the strongest and deepest North American women's wrestling uh, locker room, you turn to Impact and you turn to the Knockouts division. And that's and that's on the back of Gail Kim and Awesome Kong back in the early 2000s because they did that thing. So give you that. Uh, Sheldon Jackson, on the other hand, says, my only knock as part one of Impact, of Impact 1000 was the opening Knockouts promo. Over 30 minutes just to book one match for part two. We didn't need a 30-minute promo for that. Besides that, tonight was fire overall. So... Sheldon, I get what you're saying. I, I, I'm and and I'm not going to disagree that it did feel a little long at times. Cresta, I want your thoughts on this opening promo as a whole because I could use a break from talking anyway. All right, so I'm gonna give you the rundown in the beginning. Scott Demore, you looked sharp as a pencil in your number two colored suit. That was a very nice suit, and it complemented his skin very well. Gail Kim, that outfit. I don't know what size you are, but if you ever don't need that, send it my way. DM me. Everyone here looked phenomenal. The heels look phenomenal. The the faces look phenomenal. This this segment was now about it being a little long. I mean, no. I I I, I maybe this is me because I don't get enough women's wrestling during the week, but I've seen long-winded bully ray segments. I've seen long-winded Josh Alexander segments. I've seen long-winded Moose segments. I've seen long-winded Tommy Dreamer segments. I've even seen long-winded Nick Aldis segments. So women don't really get the long women segments and they always put on for what it did, introducing old people and new people. It did exactly what it needed to do for Impact 1000. I think the only way that the only thing you could cut that for a time for would be like literally if you had AJ Styles on the show, literally if you had Samoa Joe on the show. This was fantastic. And to highlight, I think it was Dobby who said to have the women open the show this week and the book ended next week. I am a fan of women's wrestling. And unfortunately, women's wrestling don't get the shine that it needs. And Impact Wrestling is a very bright light. There's so many amazing women wrestlers in North America, period, period. But the best representation, in my opinion, in my opinion, in my opinion, is Impact. So for as much work as they've been doing over the years, not just the past three years, not just the past five years, but literally for almost the past 10 years, why not put these women in the spotlight? I mean, again, we've had so many long-winded segments from everybody else. Also want to give a special shout-out to Mickey James Shoes. If, again, I don't know what size you wear, but my DMs are open if you don't want them. Okay? Because those shoes were... <laughs> yes! 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 Um, Awesome Kong is a highlight for me. Again, with Awesome Kong just being there, being so unserious that whole segment, it was human, it was nice, and I think it's a bright gem. And to see Tasha Steeles come back, I got everything I needed. If the whole... Part of impact, the first part was just women for the first hour. I'm not good. I see men for an hour and a half. <laughs> it's a valid point. I don't disagree with you there. And again, for a company that has put so much emphasis on the knockouts and also a company that very rarely does a 30-minute opening promo, I think the last time I can think of us talking about one was the the show after Slammiversary when they set up that like super 10-person tag and ended up being like, all the new champions versus all the old challengers are just, it was the, you, you remember this whole thing. It was, uh, oh God, Deanna was part of it. And, uh, I think Jordan was part of it, but it was just, yeah. I yeah. mean, I think and the longer, all that, a longer buildup was literally the busted open segment. I think that was almost 30 to 35 minutes and it's no shade, but I'm saying like, I, if we can watch that, we can watch this. 
Yeah, and I agree. And again, I, I like in the confines of Impact 1000 and making this a two-story show or a two-episode mm-hmm. show, I do like that they opened up with this promo because it does set up what will be a big main event, which will presumably have uh, Bound for Glory implications. And this is going to be a match. And again, I, I know the outcome, but I don't know what's coming out of it. Mm-hmm. I enjoy the fact that this is probably the best marriage of old and new out of all of the matches that they've booked for impact 1000 this is the one that has the most uh you know older teams newer teams and we're going to talk about like the team 3d match i'll tell you right now didn't do much for me because it was great to see rohit raju back but other than that it was just kind of really fun and nothing else matters yeah it happened on an island this whole thing, this whole episode was fun. I wasn't, I was sports entertained, but I wasn't looking for too much continuity, if that makes sense. But what did it make sense? I guess my only complaint with the women's segment in the beginning is besides Awesome Kong and Gail Kim, there's one other woman woman that I know of that really put her mark on impact, and that was ODB. I was a little surprised to not see her, but I could be missing something. No, I don't think you were missing anything. I, I think maybe there was just a... I don't think and there's no there's no love loss. There's no there's no. Issues. I didn't know she was retired or not either, too. Yeah, but even so, they they still shouted her out, right? You had yeah. you had Jordan Grace shout her out on the show itself, and she was in the packages. There's no ill will. There's no problems. I think it was just a scheduling thing at this point. Okay. Um, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna speak for anyone. But as far as I can tell, there there doesn't seem to be uh, an issue at hand between ODB and Impact. So I go. don't know how, but shoehorn her in next week. <laughs> Superimpose. I got the green screen for you. <laughs> Superimpose her in. <laughs> And again, if the if if the promo wasn't for you, I fully understand it. It's a it is a long promo, and it's something that Impact doesn't necessarily do all the time, mm-hmm. um, regardless of gender. It's just they don't always do a thirty minute promo, and when they do, it's fifty fifty. I like this one. I think it hits. There have been other ones where I'm just like, oh my god, I have to recap this entire <laughs> damn thing. I gotta tell you, I popped so hard when I heard hardcore country. Go I'm not that. gonna lie. Go <laughs> I'm not crowd. gonna lie. <laughs> they were all over it. They loved it in that crowd. It was it was probably one of the biggest pops along with Kong. So good stuff. I really, really appreciated that they enjoyed it. Um, there you go. Let's move on. Eric Young's backstage with America's Most Wanted. And then Mark Santino Morella to kill the... No, I'm just kidding. He says, <laughs> I love it. I love AMW. And he was just like, nailed it. And Shark Boy's in here. He shows up and he's like, I want things to be orderly. And Santino's like, ah, I can't be bothered to do my job. That's not what he says. But it basically comes off as he can't, can't be bothered to do his job. So he makes the shark boy deputy of authority. And of course, we all say, shell, yeah, we move on. Hooray. I have to tell you, today has been a whole big thing. So this is a story that leads into shark boy. Skip ahead if you're on the YouTube thing. I'm kidding. Don't skip ahead. I'll choke you. I won't. I won't. <laughs> Damn. So earlier I was telling my friends that tonight was Impact 1000 and it was going to be a good show. And somehow that led into Austin 316 and we were talking about the funniest moments. We talked about Bang 316, which is up there with the funniest moments of Austin and Vince McMahon. And my friend was like, I don't know if you were watching Impact back in the day, but Shark Boy had a gimmick. <laughs> that was very similar. So he shows me a video of Shark Boy in the hospital. And they're like, Shark Boy, are you going to be okay? And he just sits up and just starts quoting Stone Cold Steve Austin. And it was the funniest thing to me just to see Shark Boy come back tonight. I think it's the second time I've seen Shark Boy in this whole impact. Because I think the 20 years of TNA, he was in a battle royale as well. I'm glad to see the aquatic life is alive and well. Shell yeah. <laughs> I'm so glad that we got through that. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's, just, that's what it reminded me of. Also, so happy to see Joe Dor. So happy to see him. Sorry. What was that sound? Bro, every time a wrestler comes back from something sad, I'm happy to see them on screen. Because yes, yes, good for you. Good for you. Mm, good for you. I'm going to be the same way if... uh, I was the same way when I saw a Devon come out, to be honest, and actually wrestled. <laughs> I was <laughs> like, okay, yeah, go, come on, Devon. We'll, we'll get there. Uh, Cody Wilson's a super chat, by the way. Getting your super chats. Let's talk. Uh, it says, love this show. Made me feel like it was on spike again with the hot crowd. Perfect mix of old and new. I think they killed it and it's good momentum for Bound for Glory. I agree. Again, this was, this was a fun show. Mm-hmm. This tied in the nostalgia 
that a lot of people came to know and love from Impact over the years, and we get it kicked off with Beast or Fired, baby. Cresta, I know you uh, had a little trouble understanding what the hell that was about. <laughs> I thought last week the way that Santino had framed it, because I think he said he put the good hands in there, or somebody had put the good hands in this feast. Was like, if you win it, you can get a pink slip or you'll be fired or something like that. So I thought it was like a tag team with only four briefcases and like four people. No, girl. So when I saw all of these people, I was like, what is transpiring? Then it says the feast or fired. I'm like, so does that mean if you don't get a briefcase, you're fired? There's a lot of people to get fired. <laughs> so there are four briefcases hanging from the ring. In them, there are three title matches in a brief. There's three cases contain a title match. One can be for the Impact World title, another for the Impact Tag titles, and another one for the Digital Media Championship. There is one briefcase with a pink slip. You will be fired. Hence the feast or fired. A bunch of people in the ring... Or sorry, outside of the ring, and then you fight in to get the briefcase, but it's not enough that you have to win the briefcase. You have to then get to the floor, not the ring, with the briefcase. You have to uh, you have to get out of the ring, onto the floor. That's how you've won and secured one of the briefcases. If there's one thing Impact Wrestling is always going to do, it's create really innovative matches with really confusing rules and regulation. I was sports entertained. Once I knew what was going on, I was very sports entertained. I was super, because I had, I said this to you and I even tweeted it. Imagine doing all of that, beating up Savvy Callahan, getting kicked in the face by Kushida just to get fired. <laughs> I want to see that match every week. I want to see that match every week. That's up there with Ultimate X for me. <laughs> so, so this is where I'm going to give you some impact lore that you're going to be real weirded out about. This is so obviously not the first time that this has happened. There was a time where Dixie and Co. thought that the pink slip should be legit and that the wrestler shouldn't actually know. Like they, they, they are they they are legitimately fired and they have no idea. All right, now you cook in the books. <laughs> I wish I could tell you I was lying. This was one of the reasons why TNA had some very big trust issues. Remember, remember when CM Punk was was back or after Brawl Out, and a lot of fans were saying it's a work, it's a work, bro, it's a work. And then we were talking, uh-huh. not just you and I, but like Sean and everyone was like, it's not a work. And if it's a work in the work in the locker room, then that is a big problem. Well, yeah. that's what Dixie Carter was doing back at that time. Oh, brother, the locker room. And that is why TNA had some of the multiple issues they had at one time under Dixie Carter. Some of those pink slips were not told to the wrestlers holding them that they would be actually fired. What the McFuck? <laughs> what? That... I, I don't even know how to respond to that. I, I don't even... You want to know who one of the people who were fired was? Who? Because I'm. This is about to be some malarkey. Who? He's currently on the active roster in Impact. You're not. PCO. Gonna... Who? No. PCO. Uh, no. Oh. Deaner. They tried to fire Deaner. Nobody wanted that, and so I forget who it was. But someone offered to give them. It may have been Raj Singh actually. Someone actually like tried to offer their job up to save Deaner's job. Man, I'm not saying this right, but I'm slowly understanding why people want to put this woman through a table. <laughs> I'm not saying this right. And then you, it's not fun if we're all not in the joke together. Yikes, yikes. You, you can't work the locker room because if everyone's not in on it, then it's not funny. Now, then that's bullying. <laughs> that's bullying at that point. Yeah. Oh, it was Sean Devari. Thank you. Yeah. It was Sean Devari wanted to, uh, wanted to save Dina. It's, uh... Tried to give up his spot. Thank, thank you, Davi. That was the one. I, I knew, uh, yeah, I knew it was someone um, who, who was very much affiliated with TNA at the time. Anyway, Moose Myers, Swingman, Kevin Knight, Kushida, PCO, who's from Dead Body Island. That's a new one for me. Didn't realize that's where he hailed from. And that, that's a place that exists in Quebec. So anyway. Javid it really Dahl, exists? Uh, no, probably not. David uh, wow. Dahl, Joya. Crazy Steve, Macklin, Black Taurus, Guja, The Good Hand, Sammy Callahan, Heath, Laredo Kid, Alpha Bravo, Chris Bay, and Jonathan Gresham returning to the ring. They're all in this match. I'm sure I'm missing one or two. And I mentioned the three titles represented. Chris Bay gets the first briefcase. 
And then Crazy Steve gets the next one. And Crazy Steve knows how to feast because he brought a fork to it. And that's how he got himself out of that match by stabbing Brian Myers with a fork. This is not a fork, but you get the point. <laughs> he forked Brian Myers and then escaped the ring. Good for Crazy Steve. Yu Yumura gets the next one by uh, playing a little bit of back and forth, uh, a little monkey in the middle with mm. Callahan and, and with uh, Joe Henry. Yuya secures a brief- briefcase. And then the final briefcase, this is fun. Macklin has it in his hands. And then a returning rhino shows up spears Macklin out of his boots and as Macklin's getting speared he throws the briefcase backwards kind of like a like a bridesmaid catching the bouquet on her wedding day or on her for the bride's wedding day and uh moose captures the final briefcase and those are your four bay steve yuya yumura and moose this was a match across the star but let's really talk about who's got what in them briefcases who do you think has which title match so let's start with who I think is fired. <laughs> and I want to say it's Moose. <laughs> so here we are. Here's my reasoning, right? Joya is kind of popular. We're here, but so is Chris Day with the, um, sorry, with Bullet Club. My brain just blue screened and installed, but we're back now um, with Bullet Club. Now, that leaves, uh, who was the other person? Crazy Steve. They just revamped Crazy Steve. Moose, <laughs> Moose be getting fired all the time. Be something happened to Moose all the time. So it's either Moose or Wild Card, Yulia, because he's finishing up an impact. I don't think. I don't think. But I think Moose is getting fired. Chris Bay could have the DMC or Yuya could have the DMC, and that could be contention between Yuya and Joe. And I think Chris Bay going for a singles title would be cute. And that's just me because I'm a Chris Bay fan. Um, Crazy Steve going for the World Impact Championship would be hilarious, no matter who he goes against, because this man is going to be unreasonable and he's going to take your eyes. <laughs> so that leaves the tag. So if Chris Bay or um, Joe, not Joe Henry, Yuya, don't, which whoever doesn't have the DMC, the other has the tag because they're both in tags. And unless you're trying to break up Joya, which doesn't make sense, I could see Ace Austin or Chris Bay, either one of them going for the DMC. That'd be cute. But also, bye, Moose. <laughs> Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. There's a lot going on here. <laughs> Three out of four of these guys are currently in a tag team. So at least you lend credence to who has that. Chris Bay, you can do Ace of Bays. You got Yuya Yamura, you can do Joya. You got Musa Myers, you can do Musa Myers. Crazy Steve can find himself a tag team partner and win it with his fork, but I don't know. <laughs> the fork is his tag team the partner. fork is the tag team partner. And he just, you know what? He'd probably win. Would he have to tag that? I don't know. Either way. I, Moose, okay. Now I'm going to, I'm going to approach this from the backstage. Okay. Moose resigned a deal with Impact. However, he doesn't have a ton of dates on the contract. So this is an excuse to let him go on vacation for a little bit, come back fresh after, I don't know, Bound for Glory or into the new year. Who knows? Let him wrap up. However, him and Myers are trying for the the, the Impact tag titles. So maybe not. Yui Yumura might be on the end of his Impact run on his excursion, finishing up, going back to New Japan, where he will inevitably become the new ace because he looks exactly like his dad, Hiroshi Tanahashi. Is that really his dad? No, he just looks oh, exactly girl. like <laughs> I got work, brother. <laughs> I got you good on that one. <laughs> but Yuya, Yuya being done and moving back to Japan could be it. However, New Japan tr- traditionally doesn't like their guys being written off like that 
by getting fired from where they went on excursion. So like, there's going to be some explanation to get over that part. And then you've also got a really hot act in Joya that you just started up. And technically you'd want to at least try to pay it off at Bound for Glory. That's another one. And then you got Chris Bay. Chris Bay is someone who uh, deserves that world title match. I don't know against who though. Bay and Shelly would be great. Yes. Bay and potentially Chris, uh, Josh Alexander would be great. Crazy Steve and Josh Alexander would be also very fun, assuming Alexander picks up the world title at Bound for Glory. We'll talk about that in a few minutes when we get to our Josh Alexander promo. That being said, it's also a possibility that someone's going to drop one of these briefcases to somebody else. And I know that they announced that Dave LaGreca is going to do the, the revealing of the Feast of Fire. Maybe they don't. Maybe they actually continue this on for a little bit longer. I had saw in the chat someone saying, Crazy Steve gets fired. He goes from crazy Steve to Omega crazy Steve. And I don't hate that. That's the most chaotic option. <laughs> but I like it. But I also want to pay off. I want to pay off that the person gets fired, he gets fired. You know, he's gone for at least a long time. Steve getting fired and then coming back is like well-adjusted Steve from the dark realm, you know, from the undead realm. Steven? Yes, he comes back as well adjusted Steven. That would be absolutely insane to me. Oh my god. Yes. Steven and Susan come out. <laughs> yes. 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 I don't yes. Yes. We'll find out next week, I guess. Uh, Sheldon Jackson asking, did they switch the exhibition title shot for digital media title shot now for Peace of Fire? Yes, because the exhibition title was on the line uh, in, in the Impact 1000 main event tonight. Uh -huh. And Ultimate X, I think, is actually for a title shot. I was originally told no, but I guess they were kind of touting it on this broadcast as it will be for an exhibition title shot. So there you go. And it makes more sense when you, when you see the field and who picked up the title tonight. So there you go. Um, yeah. Who knows? It's going to be a very interesting Feast or Fired storyline. And, and again, there are other things that it could be. And I, like I said, I think they could maybe extend this a little bit and do something with it. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, either way, I think with the exception of Chris Bay, whoever gets fired, I'm going to laugh. <laughs> like I'm going, it's gonna be good shit, pal. Like this, this episode was great. So whoever gets the pink slip. I, I trust that this is going to be funny. Yeah, and entertaining. And you know what? I would give, if I'm just going to give out the the other title matches, I'd give Bay the world title shots. I'd give, I'd give Moose the tag title shot with Myers. And I guess Yuya would get the digital media title shot to make Joe Hendry upset. And then Joe Hendry would go after Yuya and that would break up Joya. As popular as they've been, now it's time to give Joe Hendry that edge. Listen, I've been telling y'all I like Joe Hendry, but he's not the good guy. So this would really bring out not the good guy, Joe Hendry. I half expected Joe Hendry to walk out with that briefcase <clears throat> after Yuya tossed it to him when they were doing keep away from Callahan. Yeah, yeah, me too. Me too. But hey, you know, he might be trying sometimes. I think some wrestlers said the greatest trick the devil ever did was making you believe he doesn't exist. Some guy, some guy who did math recently, some guy. Some Max. Some math well. <laughs> By the way, I need to point this out. I love that Impact was basically represented across every, like you talked, okay, we talked about during the crossover, there was no Dixie Carter on the show tonight. However, Dixie showed up on a recent episode of, uh, of OVW TV. So there's there's one. And then you've got, uh, you know, MJF doing Steiner math five hours after the Impact uh, account had posted Steiner math on their Twitter account, got way ahead of it. <laughs> I got to tell you, the impact that Impact has put on this industry and y'all just keep taking from them. Y'all keep making fun of them. I don't understand why. I don't understand why. This is such a good a good company. <laughs> Liam Miller is backstage with Chris Saban. Chris Saban could become a 10-time X Division champion. Says he admires Leo Rush. I don't hate him. Says he's taken every opportunity Leo Rush has, but he doesn't respect Leo because he's an overall bad guy and he's cut corners. So tonight, he's going to create history, forge a legacy, and become a 10-time X Division champion. Well, there you go. A little foreshadowing for you. Does he hit squads in the ring? 
Oh, buddy. Champagne Singh and Rohit Raju is back. I hope he's back for a few shots because I love Rohit Raju. Just not only a good guy, but a great wrestler. And then, like, how do you bring the heat without the mocha skin manimal? <laughs> one of my favorite one of my favorite sayings you can ever use. And then it says, name a tag team that's done more for impact than the Desi Hicks squad. And then out come Team 3D. And they have a match. And it's all about Brother Devon. Match is fine. Devon does a lot. He also, you know, does breaks out the hits. They do the table. Rohit goes through a table. Everyone's happy. Crest the star. I want your thoughts because to me, it just happened. While I agree it just happened, let's talk about how this ref said, I'm not doing my job this week. <laughs> The ref said, I, I don't care how long Devon's in the ring. I don't care how many table. At least you didn't put him through the table for the finish. It was a fine match. I'm very happy. I know we say it in jest, but I'm very happy that Devon was able to do moves and everything was great. Very happy to see him. But it was a match. It happened. And, you know, at least the good hands didn't go through a table this week. They're still next week. Hey, listen, there's a few tag teams I know that if you're going up against them, you're going to win. Unfortunately, Champagne Singh, Desi Hit Squad is one of them. That's fair. I get it. You know what? Could have been uh, AO's favorite tag team, Shark Boy and Curry Man. I don't even know who Curry Man is. And before you guys tell me, yes, I'm going to go look back at some Impact stuff because Impact has been popping me all week. <laughs> you know who Curry Man is? Yes. He is the current AEW VP Talent Relations. He's bald and he has fallen from the angels. Yo, I seen a picture of young Christopher Daniels. He was him. Christopher Daniels was him back in the day. He was him. I I get it. I get it. Christopher Daniels was so good. Him, Kazarian, old AJ Styles. I get it. I get it. He's him. He was also supposed to be the higher power in WWF once. I feel like I, I think I know what storyline that is with the money and Michael Cole being a menace or something like no, that. No, no, no. We're oh. going back to 99. This is, it's me, Austin. It was me all along. <laughs> that was supposed to be, that was supposed to be Christopher Daniels under the mask, under the hood. And then Vince saw Daniels and was just like, mm, too short. And then, that, that's, that's. That 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 attracts, that tracks, that tracks. <laughs> and then here we are. Anyway, so we're backstage with Josh Alexander, and he just walks by and he sees the rascals sitting on the floor, surrounded by trash, just being trash humans. And then Josh grabs Trey's backpack, throws it, and then the rascals are just like, Yeah, you're 10 pounds lighter because he ain't got no belt. And so they do a whole size up thing. And then Josh Alexander goes to the ring, cuts a really good promo. I really, I really like this as an impact fan. He says, you know, fans. They see me as the longest reigning champion, as the guy who put his all into every match, but I've always been an Impact fan, and I always will be, and I'm proud to say it. You know, not just that guy, but I'm also a fan. Uh, and then he says he wants his Impact World Championship that he never lost, and out comes Alex Shelley. And Alex Shelley has become the grizzled vet who basically says, you're welcome for the town, kid. <laughs> Telling him he put food on your table, and he's filling up your truck. He's becoming that champion, and he says, it's not Josh Alexander's title anymore. And if anyone's going to represent Impact on number 1,000, it's Alex Shelley. And then, you know, Alexander's like, I celebrated your title win. Like, I'm proud of you. When I was home injured, I was, you know, up sitting on my couch happy for you. And then Shelley calls Alexander and Alex Shelley, Mark. Bro, that's not nice. <laughs> <laughs> and then Alexander's like, yes, and? <laughs> and I so mean, also because that would be my answer you're a wrestling mark okay he puts over shelly says you know you revolutionized the industry but i guess it's true what they say don't meet your heroes as you'd probably be disappointed and then they do like a dick measuring contest of how long they've been in the company but i love this part okay this is what i love josh alexander brings up the last time that those two had a title match together and that was at emergence in 2022 josh alexander beat alex shelly in a world title match. Do you remember where Emergence 2022 was? Joel, I don't even remember what I did yesterday. I'm not going to hold you. Where is Bound for Glory this year? Where's CM Punk from? Oh, I would like to buy a vowel. Alaska. I mean, Chicago. <laughs> so where was Emergence 2022? Chicago. Where is Bound for Glory 2023? Chicago. Where is Alex Shelley versus Josh Alexander about to take place? Chicago. And who will be the third man in that match? CM Punk. No, I'm just kidding. I was <laughs> going to say Will Ospreay, bro. 
Kelly wants the match. Alexander wants the match. But then the Rascals beat down both men. And then as uh, Alexander and Shelly kind of fight them off, Shelly backs off and the Rascals beat down Alexander again. So Shelly looks like Alex Shelly is doing a little bit of a heel turn. And I don't hate it, but I loved this segment. Cresta, your thoughts. Um, Josh Alexander is not ashamed to say that he is an empath. Mar- he said it in several promos. He said, before I got champion, before I was even signed, I was buying tickets. I was here in the front row cheering on my favorite uh, wrestlers. So you're not hurting his feelings. On the other hand, Alex Shelley's low-key right. From what I've heard and everything people have said, AJ Styles, Samoa Joe, but Motor City Machine Guns are absolutely in that same conversation about people who helped revolutionize and change TNA slash impact. I get it. Also, man, if I was Alex Shelley, I would do the same thing. Pretty much you, Josh Alexander, Bully Ray, almost everybody has called me a transitional champion. Why would I help you? You were rude to those pizza rat boys. (laughs) Why would I help you? Why would I help you? (laughs) Because you're supposed to. It's the nice thing to do. I mean, yeah, on the one hand, but also on the other hand, I just called you a mark, so I clearly don't respect you. <laughs> My God. Anyway, uh, let's get to a super chat from Sheldon Jackson. What are y'all's thoughts on Impact Talent heading to New Japan for destruction in October? I'm still confused as to why have Motor City Machine Guns and Walking Weapon team up to go for the never open weight six man titles. Leo and Speedball makes sense. So Uh, For those of you who may have missed it, I'm trying to pull it up because I had the six-man match listed here. And, of course, now I've lost it. It's going to be Josh Alexander and uh, Motor City Machine Guns teaming up to go for the six-man tags uh, versus Kazuchika Okada, Tanahashi, and Tomohiro Ishii. That is going to be at uh, uh, Destruction in Ryugoku. So that's going to be October the 9th. It's a little strange that you're going to have alexander and shelly team up at this event but i think this is going to be part of the larger story of the can they coexist along with shelly kind of walking the line as champion and just wanting more gold what do you think of this whole thing i have always had this philosophy that when it comes to wrestlers not in their home promotion that whatever happens out there is not canon to an extent to an extent like masha slamovich I've heard stories that on the indie, she doesn't have this Russian accent. She's kind of a good guy. She's a baby face. But here in Impact, she's snowplowing bitches. <laughs> so I I think it's nice. It's cool. But you cannot take that as, well, what's going to happen with them in Impact? As, that doesn't exist. That's that's a different anime. <laughs> Maybe they're making a guest appearance. But that I not to say that it doesn't exist. I just think in the larger grand scheme of things, we wrestling in, in New Japan, baby. It it might, it might, but I don't. Here's, I don't here's the here's the one thing about what you're saying. They are representing Impact. They are openly representing Impact on this New Japan show. Those three. So therefore, everything should canonically come with it. Um. Yeah, but also okay. So let me. My my best comparison is like when I think of. When someone like Eddie Kingston or John Moxley wins the G1 or New Japan Strong, they'll be on AEW. But that match they have over there, to an extent, doesn't affect what's going on in AEW. And I think that's how I take it too in Impact. Like, if you win, that's great because they do talk about, I think, Chris Bay and Ace Austin were the tag team titles of New Japan, or or I think that was Motor City Machine Guns for a little bit, and they brought it up. They may have defended it once on Impact, but it was typically never like part of the larger ethos unless like we're champ champs, go away. You know what I mean? I feel like this is going to play in more to the Bound for Glory match. They're not going to win. I'm with it. They're also they're they're taking on a team of Okada, Tanahashi, and Ishii. Like this. Come is, on now. This is a <laughs> For for the never open weight six man tag titles, th- this is a first of all a tag title that means nothing. It's like the Ring of Honor six man tag titles, but also it's like you've got three of your hardest and most famous wrestlers in New Japan versus the, the three arguably most over and popular wrestlers in Impact Wrestling right now. So the idea here just being it's a blockbuster match. Yeah, lay up Alexander and Shelley. And now the big question is going to be how's Chris Saban going to react because his best buddy, Alex Shelley, 
is uh, being a bit of an asshole. I'm ready for jerk Motor City machine. I also like heels, but I'm ready for jerk Motor City machine guns because Chris Saban has every right to be a jerk too. After all the crap Leo Rush put him through, so I, I I'm I'm kind of okay if both of them go heel and have a heel tag team because they're they're champions, just not tag champions. And I think that that could give credence to a bit of a swagger change, if you will. Well. Sheldon also points out, let's not forget that Christopher Daniels' Curry Man is a former IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Champion with an American Dragon. Jake Long? Try again. (laughs) That's a cartoon. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. We Can Play Final Countdown twice. That's it. (laughs) That's right. right. CM Punk. No, sorry. (laughs) The Americans and Dragons and Bryans and Danielson. Uh, the Rascals are backstage celebrating after that whole long segment that we just talked about. <laughs> and then watch Shark Boy, and he makes it official. Next week is Trey Miguel versus Josh Alexander, and not Alex Shelley as originally planned and marketed by Impact. They changed it last minute, I assume because of depth alignment. And then Santino praises Shark Boy for some reason. And then anyway, Kenny King, and he's upset. He's pissed. He wants his rematch with Tommy Dreamer, and he wants one with Heath, and he wants it tonight. And Santino's like, I can't. The son of my gun. And then he's just like, instead, I'm, I don't know why. I'm just going to make Eric Young versus Kenny King for some reason why did we do it i don't know but here we are yolo swag 420 <laughs> that was uh that part right there i will say this trey miguel is the best worst friend to have because when shark boy was said you trey versus josh alexander he said why not that guy and went to him like what do you mean <laughs> why me i don't want to take that c4 spy you 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 was jealous <laughs> i thought that was funny that was my only um, note for that because it was a fun segment. I do wish they were running Shelly and Trey, but I understand why they're not doing it. Kind of makes the questions we asked Alex Shelly in our interview a little useless now. But he put over Trey Miguel in the interview, so that's all that matters. Let's move on. The Edwards is 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 take on the Kazarian That's a song by L.O. Kuja. You so close. I'm not even kidding. Look it up after. I'm well aware. Frankie Kazarian and Tracy Brooks are back together. I love the opening when Tracy Brooks is blowing kisses to their kid Rebel in the front row. And then the Edwards go right over to the kid and they start making fun of him. Typical people from Boston. Such a Boston thing to do. Uh, Frankie pinning the Edwards is, 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 is after calling Lich a stupid bitch and then hitting a Northern Lights suplex on her. And the crowd starts chanting it back. And I'm like, that's how you know you really called the spot. <laughs> anyway, the match goes on. Tracy Brooks hits a big spear to Lish, then hits the X Factor on Edward Edwards, hit the fade to black on Lish, gets the win. But really, the post match, this is the most important part. They play a wonderful tribute video to Tracy Brooks, and they announce that she will be joining the Impact Hall of Fame at Bound for Glory. Tell me about the match. What do you think about Tracy Brooks getting the induction? Eddie Edwards has been hanging out with Bully Ray too much. He's not afraid to put a woman through a table or to yuck her hair or to choke her. <laughs> He's been hanging out with, <laughs> with this man too much. Alicia Edwards, honestly, when I first started watching Impact, I was like, yo, she's low-key annoying. Now she's high-key annoying in the best way. She is playing this part perfectly. This match was exactly what it needed to be. Tracy Brooks hitting... um. Hold on, let me make sure I got this name right because I wrote Beach Break and I said, no, wrong company. Um, Fade to Black, apparently that's her husband's move. Yeah, that's Kazarian's move. Period. It looked so good. When they played the video pack, I'm like, oh, she returns to in-ring action? I kind of got excited. When they said they were going to induct her, I was like, as you should. As they were playing clips, one of them stuck out to me the most is she was complaining how they're having an exhibition match and there were no women in that match. And I was like, huh? Okay. Because I know Jordan Grace has won the exhibition title before. I don't know who else. I want to say Deanna has, but I could be wrong. Nope. So I'm, no. So only Grace. So I'm like, if Tracy Brooks was the first one to be like, if the exhibition is about no limits, not weight limits, what, what, what's not clicking, Steven? What's not clicking, Dixie? So I... Come on. I think it's nice. Yeah, it's wonderful. I She's an OG knockout. She's known as the original knockout. Uh, for me, it's great because she's from Ontario. So she's not, you know, she, she grew up not too far from me. There's a few years difference between us. But there's a wonderful, wonderfulness seeing that Ontario indie 
wrestlers who made it big are getting, you know, recognized and getting their flowers. And she deserves it more than more than anyone in that knockouts locker room right now. She is someone who who deserves those flowers. So I'm excited for her. It's going to be really good stuff. Really excited. She deserves it. GML is backstage with Leo Rush. Yeah, I know. Sold that. Uh, Saban. Leo Rush says Saban is shook. He's scared. He's trembling because of what happened at Slammiversary. But Leo Rush isn't worried. He'll give Saban the opportunity of doing the impossible, and that's beating him. And he says, I'm going to come in hot like I always do. So there you go. A little foreshadowing as well, right? Sure. I mean, this whole, that, that, it was a Nicki Minaj bar. You mad? You tight? You suck at life? You don't want a round three? You don't suffer twice? That's what it was. He could have said that. <laughs> Or you could just say you subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. Best five bucks in the business. Baby, contract force is in full. Sorry, contract season is in full force. Can you tell I've been up since five in the morning? Contract season, full force. You want impact contract news? We got it. Donna Perrazzo, Heath, there's more coming. You want to know about Jade Cargill's contract situation with AW? We got the news. We broke the news at 1.30 in the morning on a Thursday morning. Come on. I, I was I was. My ass was asleep at that point. <laughs> that's how hard we work over at FightfulSelect.com. You want MLW notes? We got them. You want TKO notes? We got them. You want all the things that you need to know or that you should know to be a smart wrestling fan? Go to FightfulSelect.com. The best five bucks in the business. We have so much extra content on top of the news. We drop podcasts and exclusive interviews all the time. You want sour graps. You want that sourness of WWE. Go ahead. You get it from Alex Pulaski and sometimes Kate Elizabeth, who also hosts the ring of honor post show here on this channel before us. Maybe you want, uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe you want coexisting after dark. You want to, you want to meet some new friends in the wrestling space. Well, Maggie and Rob, they got you covered. They got someone once a week. They talk to you. They talk to them. Everyone's pals. It's good stuff. Okay. Fifaselect.com. Best five bucks in the business. Tons of content beyond what I talked about. Backstage reports, Q and A's, good stuff. Five bucks. Anything to add? Five dollars. Do it. Be the smart wrestling fan that you are. Basically, just parroted everything I said. Yeah, but you did it better, so. All right. I guess I can't really say no to that. Next week, Josh Alexander takes on Trey Miguel. Eric Young takes on Kenny King. Jake Something takes on Dirty Dango. Feaster fired results with David Lagreca, which I feel like. I thought it was taped, but I guess it wasn't because David LaGreca was filmed in the ring during Impact 1000 tape. I, whatever. Good to see David LaGreca coming back. Going to be excited for that. I'll put on my Motorhead t-shirt just for that. And Ultimate X is going to have Wentz, Austin, Speedball, Samurai Del Sol comes back, Swan, and Angels. Looking forward to that. Do you think maybe Samurai Del Sol gets beaten down again and Leo Rush joins the match? Honestly, I don't know. I... Unfortunately, I feel like I know that Samurai Del Sol is going to be great in the ring, but I feel like there hasn't been much built for him. So I could see that happening because I, uh, in this one case, I don't think they care about him. In this one case, in this one case. I just spoiled the main event, but it doesn't matter because Tommy Dreamer's here first. And he says uh, one of the greatest nights of his life was a victory road when he captured the DMC, the Digital Media Championship. Says, I'll defend it anywhere. But first, he needs to get a belt extender from Santino because he made a fat joke. So this main event is the X Division Championship match of Chris Saban versus Leo Rush. Saban main evented Impact episode number one. I love that a thousand episodes later, we're running it back. And they ran back to the spot from Slammiversary where Rush does the diving low pay on Saban, who's on the outside, takes him out. It's all Leo Rush during this match. Loved it. They tease the cradle shock from Rush. He's going to do the cradle shock, but no, it's good. Eventually, Saban, he gets turned around. He wins the match. Let's get into detail for it. But first, Chris Saban is a 10-time X Division champion. What a what a time. What a what a way to end Impact 1000. What do you think of this match? I have seven lines of notes. This match was so good. I wanted to write something, but then something else happened. I wanted to pay attention, but I'm like, I should write. This match, please go ahead and watch this match. If you guys go out of your way, whenever Impact put it on YouTube, talk to your friends who may have DVR'd it. I don't know, people still DVR. But uh, yeah, like this match was good. Um 
There was a lot of Cradle Shock DDTs, a lot of them. Leo Rush in the very beginning, I want to say for the first two-thirds of the match, was really giving Chris Saban the business. And then Chris Saban went sicko mode and beat the crap out of Leo Rush. I'm not mad. I thought Leo Rush would hold the title a little bit longer or at least exercise option C. But Chris Saban being 10-time, I'm... I'm not mad. Come on, Chris Saban, wrestling uncle. I'm not mad. I thought this match was superb. What did you think about the match, Joel? I really loved the match. I really enjoyed that Leo Rush was in command for so long, and then Saban had to fight from underneath. He hits that clothesline from Hell, Michigan, goes right into the cradle shock, thought that was it, and then it was only 2.9. Love that stuff. At one point, Rush, or sorry, Chris Saban goes for a top rope cradle shock. And then Rush rakes the eyes of Chris Saban. Saban goes down and Rush hits a final hour as Chris Saban is rolling away from him. And that's a near fall 2.9. And then he got the, you know, he punches Rush in a fury, does Chris Saban, hits the Tanaka punch, then shell shock, then cradle shock. That's the win. Everyone looks good here. This match was so well paced and well put together that you can't help but really say good things about it and you should go out of your way and watch it like Cresta said saving his 10-time X Division champion I don't know what happens to Leo Rush next I don't know if he's gonna go around come back or if he's just done nobody knows but for now if this is the end of Leo Rush with Impact Wrestling hard to say it wasn't a success yeah no I think his run here to me just a tad bit short however he was involved in a ton of main events won a championship not for nothing, interacted with all the top stars in a meaningful program for the most part. This was great. I would like to see Leo Rush stick around for a little bit longer. I think he's a good anti-villain, if you will, because he'll do villain stuff, but I'm not trying to do like Bully Ray villain stuff. <laughs> I'm not yeah. trying to do Moose villain stuff. Maybe Brian Myers, some hijinks. You know what I mean? So I, I think he's a great fit. Also, I will say this. Impact's X Division is a little crowded. They have a they have a lot of good wrestlers, so I can also understand if he's like, no, I want a little bit more breathing room. But Leo Rush versus Speedball, I want it. I need that in my veins. I need that expeditiously, post haste. Yeah, and you know what? You're probably going to see it sooner than later, but not necessarily in Impact Wrestling. You might actually see it in New Japan really soon. But I'll, I... <laughs> we got a super chat from Leonard uh, Aaron's. Saying uh, 100 times 10 equals 1,000. Impact ends with Saban's 10 time. Excellent. Quick maths. Good stuff. That's some that's some Steiner math. We'll call it Aaron's math tonight. But for now, that's, that's smart. Yeah, there you go. Uh, and then AO sends a super chat saying uh, Chris Saban gets better every time. Dude, dude is wild. You ever see his hair throughout the years? This is the best hairstyle Chris Saban has ever had, and he looks so damn good with it. Okay, the flow is there. <laughs> Okay. Chris Haven always looks like somebody's wrestling uncle to me, no matter what hairstyle he has. And that's okay. You need to be an uncle sometimes. Huh? You gotta be a oose. He's got no. that he's, he's got that baby face too. When he shaves, he's got he he's ageless. He's a young uncle. Like he's an uncle in his early 30s. He's the cool uncle. He's a young uncle, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> he says, I'm hoping I get Saban versus Will Osprey. I like that. Yes. If, if that's gonna be the tag, if that's not the tag, if that's gonna be the X Division Championship match for Bound for Glory. Or even do it at turning points in uh, the UK. I'm down with that idea. I want Will Ospreay to wrestle everybody. <laughs> I mean, so do I, but we can only do so much. And then Kai, I think, is going to round us out with the super chat saying shout out to Joel, who has to be up for in the weeds in the morning. Yes, I have to be up 10 a.m. I have to be up earlier than that because my kid's going to wake me up. Uh, 10 a.m. over on Fifle Overbooked. It's Jeremy Lambert's birthday in about a half hour's time. So if you get a moment, wish him a happy birthday. Do it on whatever platform you follow him on. Um, he doesn't listen to this, so I can say this, but none of y'all clip this because I will find you. Um, Jeremy is so friggin' good at what he does. He is a fantastic writer. He's a fantastic human. He's a wonderful dad and husband and friend. Uh, he he deserves the world. He does. And uh, don't ever tell him I said nice things or else, you know, I will find you. And I it will, sounds like uh, you just proposed to him. And I already have this clip, so I'm going to send it to him. He's married. He's good. I was at his wedding. I was very <laughs> lucky to attend. We're going to be in the weeds. It's his birthday. 
So go and donate super chats over there on Fightful Overbooked, youtube.com slash Fightful Overbooked. That's going to be my only plug is for you to join us over on Overbooked. Cresta Star is going to round us out for the night with her plugs, and we're going home, baby. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it is always a pleasure to be here with you every Thursday. And I can't wait to see you next Thursday for Impact 1000 Part 2 Electric Boogaloo. Um, after this show, it is 11.28, so at 12 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, I believe, 9 p.m. PST. I'm going to be live over on TikTok and Twitch. We are resuming our Baldur's Gate Wrestlers run, so I would love to see you guys there. So that's going to be twitch.tv, Crestastar, uh, or TikTok.com slash at Cresta Star. Besides that, this Saturday I'll be on collision. Not I, I wish. You're I was, on collision? <laughs> yes, I'm actually getting squashed by Samoa Joe. <laughs> well, someone has to. <laughs> no, I'll be on the collision post show with myself, Rick and Chino, your rest friend Iridian, and sometimes Sean Rossap. We'll be going over all the things that you guys want to talk about, whether it be FCR, CM Punk, Beach Break, or whatever your heartbreak is. If that was a lot of stuff uh, Twitter, X, or whatever it's called, Cresta D Star. There's a link tree in my bio. You can find all of the playlists of every impact show we've done here on this channel, along with the collision. Joel Pearl, I've talked enough. Where can they find you? I'm not hard to find. I'm at Joel Pearl, J O E L P E A R L. If you haven't already, leave a thumbs up on the video. Subscribe to us here at Fightful.com and Fightful Overbooked. And join us, the best five bucks in the business, at FightfulSelect.com. Content drops every day on all the platforms you think of. So until then, ladies, gentlemen, friends beyond the binary, we'll see you in the next one. Cheers. Bye. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.